Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Puckle TCG Cast! This is episode 47, and I am your host, Lord Yashiro, with another episode, another time, another set arriving soon. But before we get to all that, of course, we have my two magnificent co-hosts going on here. So let's go ahead and introduce them. First, some say he can draw a perfect circle with a ruler. It's Sublime Manic! Hello! Greetings, salutations. Salutations indeed. And of course... Back from a little bit of a hiatus here, some say he can cut a knife with butter. It's Basket. Hey everybody, how's it going? And actually, you totally can make a perfect circle with a ruler. There is typically two circles um, at the end of the ruler. <laughs> if you put one pencil there and another pencil the other way, you can just rotate that bad boy. Yeah, there you go, the more you know. <laughs> so guys, welcome back. Another week, another sled of news. Have you? Let's talk about a little bit. I know that this is the TCG cast, but you guys saw the Nintendo Direct? Uh, yes. Did you have anything to say about Detective Pikachu? Because I know. That I've already, I was already completely sold on that game. But the moment I saw Detective Pikachu do a quick attack, but getting out of breath and completely unfailing, like this, that's it. I that I did it. That I did a quick attack. That sold me for that game forever. I need that right now. My body's ready. It made me that much more depressed that Danny DeVito wasn't doing it, so I couldn't hear Danny DeVito huffing and puffing afterwards. <laughs> Oh, that's so perfect. Nothing like a chain smoker Pikachu to make my day. That's 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 just great. Um but before <laughs> but besides that I meant to say, Sublime, what have you been up to? So, um ever since the last podcast I recorded for the main show, which was um about uh, site uh, like spin-offs, yes. I bought Pokemon Conquest right after recording it. Well, my grocery. You have shop. never played Pokemon Conquest? I know. It is a travesty. <laughs> what? You, Mr. Fire Emblem, have it, it, never yes. played Conquest? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> so we had to correct that. So I've been playing that a lot, and it's really great. 
It's not as great as Fire Emblem, but it's great in its well, own way. It, it it's it's great. It's, it's a great it's like, game. It's like, hey, uh, you, how you call it? Uh, the Michael Jordan Looney Tunes movie. Space Jam is not a great basketball movie, but it's a but good it's movie. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So exactly. the same thing applies with Pokemon Conquest. I mean, it's right. not going to beat it's ever Final Fantasy Ad- Advance or anything like that. Tactics, I mean. But it's a lot least... more like Final Fantasy Tactics than it yeah. is like Emblem. But that is still, yet again, a great game. So and Yeah, and wh- where are you now? At what point in the game? Uh, I just got the Fighting uh, Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the fifth world in i think or something yeah, like that yeah i have yeah. seven i have seven under my control i remember i vaguely remember that i really liked the character for that the character you gained from mm-hmm. that world he's pretty badass and then i put in a code to get snivy so oh, now those codes has <laughs> wait those codes still like still work it's a password it's a password so it was like built into the hardware so yeah oh okay because i know that the that game had a lot of dlc which now you cannot get is pretty you can't depressing. use the wi-fi uh, but you can still use all of the like passwords. Mm, that's good so, to know. Like, I might get it back very, into that. Yeah, yeah I still one of the have very that last passwords they released was for Snivy, so I'm like, oh, we're good. <laughs> so, um, let me let me get this straight. So, you guys are telling me right now that there's a uh, Fire Emblem esque Pokemon game. Yes, yes uh, there is. I have not. Uh, I have not even heard about this. Yes, yes Pokemon Conquest. And for <laughs> I'm very. <laughs> I am very shocked here because I've been very open in saying that the best spin-off Pokemon game ever has been Conquest by far. Yeah, no, dude, it's a Game Boy DS game. It's not a 3DS game. Um, so it might be okay, a little so hard to... Like it's a pretty old Just game. Check it. Your uh, GameStop has it. I had to buy a physical copy because it was... How, how, how much are they going for? It was only $24. What's that uh, bad? Yeah. Not bad. I would expect totally something fine. like that to be still in the like 40s or something. Um, but yeah, no. If you have the chance, basket, go ahead and find that game, uh, Pokemon Conquest. Uh, they it's uh, they combine uh, Pokemon with uh, this other very famous tactical RPG. Um, I oh my god, I forgot the name. Uh, help me out here, Sublime. Isn't it Nobunaga's... Nobunaga's ambition? Yeah, that thing. Thank that. you. No, it's a combination of Nobunaga ambition with Pokemon. And it's pretty legit. You really need to play that game. So it's like really old, uh, old style Chinese culture uh, with Pokemon. <laughs> so, Lots of Gen Five, so I'm here for it. Yes, but, yes, it, it's right, just, like, it's great. All the Gen Five starters made it, and that really all that matters is that Snivy made the cut. Yeah, not every starter makes the cut, but Snivy did. So, <laughs> but I'm what mad. about you, Baskin? What have you been up to? Um, honestly, it's just been a lot of work for me. Um, I'm, uh, uh, I've been training to be a bartender for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so my schedule has been pretty crazy. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, so that's basically all I've been doing is working. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's regrettable, man. But Hey, that's what we are here. That's what we do this show is because not everyone can play Pokemon all the time, all the place. And this is where we put you up to date. And with that, let's go out and move to, you know, the part where we put you up to date. It's time for the news. So let's go ahead and drop it.
and we are back to the new section and uh not that much we can talk about as you guys know um forbidden light has been just leaking all over the place um like a a, a bad case of the leaks i that that really <laughs> off. um <laughs> but we do have those translations coming out now, so we are already have a bigger sense of what we're going to receive on May 4th. So we're pretty excited with that. Of course, this set will include um, Ultra... Um, oh my god. Necrozma, Ultra Necrozma. It includes the uh, all the Ultra Beast, the Poison one, I can't remember, because it's really difficult Nicanado, to pronounce. Nicanado, Thank you, those weird, all those weird names. But all of, those, all of that goes out the window, because really all we need to know is that Greninja, Wolves, Greninja GX will be in that set, and that's all you need to know about. <laughs> um, so, moving from there, we are going to discuss that we are now know, and this is going to be particularly important because of the top, topical beach today. We do know that two new theme decks that are going to come out for Forbidden Light. Now, these will feature um, Alolan Executor and Lycanroc. Uh, both of these cards are pretty interesting. Um, I actually <coughs> personally like Alolan Executor. It's going to be Grass, 160 HP, and has only one attack. Of course, it's a stage one. And it does Tropical Shake for just one Grass. does 20 damage plus... 20 more for each basic energy card on your discard pile, so up to 5. That means you can do up to 120 damage. That's not not bad for each type of basic card, by the way. Uh, <coughs> that should be quite interesting uh, for people to play with. And then we have, of course, the Lycanroc. It's the midday, midday form. Um, it's fighting 120 HP. It has two attacks. First one is Dangerous Rogue for one fighting, one colorless. Does 20 damage. This attack does 20 more damage for each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. And of course, uh, Assault Rock, two fighting, one colorless, 100 damage. Um, this is coming to your stores. Guys, Sublime, what do you think about these decks? Um, they are theme decks, and that's <laughs> all I have to say about them. It, true, which we'll go more in detail on a Topical Beach, because our Topical Beach will be theme decks from Sun and Moon. Uh, which ones have come out and which ones are our favorite. Uh, and we are going to come back to these and talk a little bit more. And finally, our last piece of news. Notice that uh, this is news going a little bit quicker. Uh, lastly, is a little bit of insight news. Puckle, TCG Tournament. It's, as you guys know, ready to go in for April 1st. Yes, it's not a joke. It's not an April 4th. So we are going to start the, the tournament at April 1st. That means that we are accepting registrations right now. So please go to PucklePodcast.com and... Uh, Go there, go to our Facebook group, uh, uh, facebook.com uh, slash PuckleTCG, or go to our Discord, and there you will find links for the registration form that you need to fill out. Fill that out before uh, March 27th, <clears throat> and then we will proceed by uh, having all the matches at the 30th, so by the uh, 1st of April, you guys can start looking for your opponents contacting them the way it works is really simple we will post the matchings at the beginning of the week and then you have a whole week to search for your uh respective opponents you can guys can get together discuss a schedule not everybody can at the same time so talk about when it's possible have your match and by the saturday everyone should have emailed the results of their map perspective matches up to sukio who will be taking all that information and then 
rinse and repeat. We'll have the matchmakings done, and we will proceed the next week with another round for the tournament. So, guys, go ahead and subscribe. Go to go ahead and register more likely, and see you guys flip flop battling each other in the Puckle TCG tournament. That's it for the news, guys. So let's go ahead and just move it out to Topical Beach because we're slamming and rolling and moving along. And see you over there. Welcome to Topical Beach. Ah, feel the wind in your face, the sand on your feet, and the sun in your eyes. It is Topical Beach, and today we're going to discuss Sun and Moon theme decks. They've been around. We've hardly talked anything about them uh, uh other than the first three the first few ones which we'll discuss so we wanted to go over a nice overview of all the theme decks that this beautiful generation has uh brought to us and our overall opinions of them and uh let's just go see what we have starting off with sun and moon of course was the big introduction to seven gen and alola's region we have Sun and Moon, which brought us not two, but three different theme decks. Of course, each one based on the starter for the Alolan region. So let's go ahead and start with the first one, which is Force Shadow. Force Shadow was the theme deck that came in featuring everyone's favorite starter, Decidueye. I don't know why, but he is starting in this deck. Now, Decidueye, this little bird, it's an interesting one. Now, it's a stage two, 140 die HP. And that's two attacks. First attack, Leaf Blade, 30 damage, plus flip a coin. If hats, this attack does 30 more damage. Nothing nice to say about that. But then you have Brave Bird, which is just one grass, double colorless, 120, and this Pokemon does 20 damage for itself. Now, talking about these theme decks contained exclusively in the theme deck, of course, uh, uh, format. Because <coughs> if we would compare them to anything else, they will all suck. This one seemed a little fun to play. Now, granted that when this came out, we still have giant uh, Force of Giant Plants still in the format. So that made this deck a little bit better to play if you were able to squeeze one or two of these into this deck. Um, overall, it was just another theme deck, um, but definitely was a lot of play, uh, fun to play with. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I promise it's going to be a little bit more exciting. That one... You can feel the heat. Take it away, Sublime. All right, so our next theme deck is the Incineroar theme deck, which was called Roaring Heat. It had fire and fighting type Pokemon, and I actually used this deck for uh, PuckleCon's theme uh, deck tournament. Aha! Um, yeah, there were a couple reasons I did that. So if you had to pick a theme deck at the time, this was a pretty good choice. Um, it has two Torkoal in it that sit at 110 base HP. Uh, that mm-hmm. are really, really big, like, HP sacks while you're trying to get things set up. It also has the Oranguru that lets you draw cards in your hand. That was important. That, w- that, was, that was one. A big thing. Yeah, that was a big card to have on those theme decks because everyone needed at least one Oranguru um, at that point. Continue. And this was a theme deck, so, like, it's card draw and card support wasn't that bad. Also, I was expecting a lot of people to play the Steel deck. <laughs> So it was a little bit of a meta call on my part. Uh, so yeah, not a bad theme deck, not a good theme deck. Um, <laughs> you could do worse. You definitely can do worse. You and speaking about worse. doing worse, 
Speaking about doing worse, unfortunately, and I hate to admit something like that. Take it away, Basket Tide. Let's talk about Bright Tide. Yeah, let's talk about Bright Tide. <laughs> uh, literally the crappiest uh, theme deck I think I've seen in a while, um, except for that Pikachu deck. I was going to say, hey, oh, remember oh. Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> and that awful me- oh every single theme deck from evolutions in general was just bad but we're that's neither here or then and that's just all in the past continue on so basically um you want to just discard primarina um maybe it could be like a sponge but it takes so long to set up because it's a stage two that um it doesn't make for a very good sponge it, it's um, in, in- for for stage two, just having 150 HP was kind of surprising. I always expect Primarina to have at least 160, but they went with that route. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, if you're ever forced, if, if someone ever puts a gun to your head and uh, you're forced to play a Primarina deck, um, uh, use um, use Golduck and <laughs> save that guy. Um, as much as you possibly can. Um, he has a uh, double jet. It's a uh, discard two water energies from your hand. Um, this attack does 60 damage for each card you discard in this way. So it's 60 times. Yeah. So if you have two water energies on there, you can do 120. You have three, you can do uh, 180. So it's not a bad, um, it's definitely not a bad attack. Um, the only issue is that you have to discard. However, you do have 12 water energies in there available to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and so that one, um, if it's set up correctly, can um, uh, can actually do some decent damage. The only problem, though, is getting it out of the bench so it's you can power back up, and there's only two of them in the deck. No, only so, one gold, gold dog, as I remember, I think. Yeah, you only have one gold dog, so if you have a prize, that's here, your problem. I'm, I'm looking right here. Oh no! Yeah, yes, you do only have. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, and then, <clears throat> um, the cloister. I mean, relatively. I mean, it's not. Um, you can do actually with headlock. It uh, it's a it's a water and a colorless. Um, it's a thirty plus. You flip a coin. If heads, this attack does thirty more damage. If tails, your opponent your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. So you can either do 30 plus Paralyze um, or 60 damage. So it's not yeah, that it's, bad. N- not, not at all. It's a win-win situation where it doesn't really matter. what. It, well, it really actually, sometimes you really do want your opponent to be paralyzed. Other than just having three more, 30 more damage. But the, it's it's definitely a deck that does not use full power. That is the beauty of Primarina. Once again, a starter Pokemon that is completely being ignored, despite being the best starter Pokemon ever and created in the history of Pokemon. But that, <laughs> you know, no, you can't expect everyone to see and at the same time understand greatness. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but besides, besides that, however... Um, in the Sun and Moon tier, guys, which guy, which one would you guys say it was the best team deck of that set? I would go with Roaring Heat. I would go with Roaring Heat as well. I would, yeah. Um, the other two are are pretty. Um, they're pretty bad. Uh, Roaring Heat was actually like um, 
it was pretty decent. So it, it contained the Pacinians that we know that the people liked at that time. People were trying to make a Pacinian deck work, and all you needed to do was to buy two rowing, uh, rowing heats. Um, it, it just, yeah, it, it it's just overall a great, great team deck to start on the Sun and Moon Escapade, which is where we are right now. With that being said, that's the end of Sun and Moon. We're going to move on to the next set. Guardians Rising, where we saw there the birth of Tapu Lele. So, let's go ahead and start with Guardians Rising, Steel Sun. It's an interesting one. Steel Sun contained, obviously, um, Sogaleo as its boy, <laughs> as it said. And Sogaleo was nothing bad to sneeze out as a, uh, as a, as a stage Two. So I had 160, which is right around the bench. I would expect the legendary two second stage would have. And they include two attacks. Shining arrow for one steel, one colorless. This attack does 50 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. Good sniping ability right there. And then it's second attack. Fans of the Sun. Which is 170 by two steel. Or two metal, I should say. And one colorless. And you can't use uh, Fang of Songs during your next turn. That's totally understandable. For 170 on Nanan GX, that's that's pretty legit. But the deck also contains a few hidden wonderful things, like the Beldums and Metangs needed for the Metacross deck. Um, it also contains the Del Mice, which as you guys know are the Del Mice that would add damage um, if you have them on the bench to steal attacks, 10 more damage. Um, that was also a great card <laughs> that uh, people were ranking decks around that. Um, and it would also include the all-great Professor Kukui, the rescue stretcher that became a one-off of every single deck around. So it was a great, great item card to receive in this, um, as well as the uh, newly included, once again, timer wall. So overall, it wasn't a bad deck. I actually did like it. Um, however, in my point of view, did not hold a candle, unfortunately, to the next one coming in, Basket. Alrighty, so as far as I'm concerned, this is the best theme deck I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, that's strong um, words. And, and I actually um, uh, I actually really like to play uh, theme deck tournaments on uh, PTCGO. I think they're fun. Um, yeah. They take longer, but it's a lot more fun, I think. Well, not more fun, but it is. It's its own theme. type of fun, yeah. yeah. It's like playing Lily, uh, Little Cup. So, yeah. Little Cup is cutthroat. <laughs> little cup little cup is pretty cutthroat i'm not gonna lie oh god it's like the oh. opposite of theme decks <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me for whatever reason on these shows where the mothers take their girl little daughters to auditions and stuff and they're really cutthroat and there's a lot of drama involved i've never <laughs> seen one of those shows but that's what this reminded me right now with little cup i don't know i just imagine poor pikachu in a tutu and its trainer just going completely mad on him anyway <laughs> sorry that was a bad mental picture continue on basket Alrighty. so um basically what makes this deck so good is normally in a theme deck you have uh one pokemon that you're dead and it's the only one that's going to do any damage and that's worth putting anything on it um well i'd say one or two typically um what's great about this one is you have the uh, um, Cosmog, 
Cosmo Emblem, with big powerhouse, and I'll um, let you know the attack in a minute. And then you have uh, Mimikyu, which is great, yes. or Akorio, which is great, and they're both basics. Um, and then you have the uh, Salandit and Salazzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you have uh, Stuffle and Beware, which are really great for um, uh, up stalling and also doing yeah. um, decent damage quickly. And draw support, uh, not to mention to have the ability when they evolve, they draw three cards. Exactly, yeah. One of the big things in this uh, deck's favor is draw support, which when you're working with a theme deck is like... Um, the number one thing, yes. Because yeah, that's what you don't yeah, have. One thing. Yeah, you want draw support. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And you have that with uh, um, one with uh, Mimikyu. Um, whose first attack is just one colorless, and it's called Filch, and it's yeah. just draw two cards. And, and Period. let's not underestimate. And so an, a, a, a nice little fact about this deck is this is the deck, thanks to Basket, uh, now that you mentioned it, he was the one that recommended me using that deck because I was undecisive whether I wanted to use this or Roaring, <laughs> uh, Roaring Heat, and he convinced me to use uh, Mimikyu, inst- I'm sorry, uh, uh, Lunala uh, instead. Uh, that second attack, Copycat, that saved me on a game. Just being able to put on a sidekick and a colorless. If your opponent's Pokemon using a GX attack, that is a GX. You can use it that turn. That helped me. I can't remember this the situation, but that really helped me a lot. So that was a great, great card for that theme deck particularly. Yeah, and then um, the uh, the Salazzle card's great because it has a really like, in my opinion, kind of OP ability for a um, uh, a theme deck, and. Um, it's called Hot Poison, and it's when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may leave your opponent's active Pokemon burned and poisoned. Yeah. So you're doing 30 every round, and that's pretty awesome. And then its second uh, attack um, isn't really much of a joke either in a theme deck. It's one fire and two colorless, and it's a uh, flamethrower. And it does uh, 90 damage, and um, you do have to discard an energy, but it's only one energy. And because you only need one fire um, uh, to make that, like, prerequisite or whatever, mm-hmm. it could be a fire into um, psychic energies, which you have an abundance of. Yeah, and this deck did contain energy retrieval, so it was an option that you could get those, some of those energies used back. Yes. And then to uh, um, to end this up, because I feel like I've talked about it way too long... Um, <laughs> You have uh, Lunala, and basically both of its attacks are amazing. Um, so for one Psychic Energy, it has Shattershot. This attack does 40 damage times the amount of energy attached to this Pokemon. If you put four energy on this Pokemon, you are one-hit KOing everything. Mm. And you will get four energy on this Pokemon because... Um, uh, you have great draw support. You also have um, a timer ball, which helps you get uh, Cosmoem and uh, um, and Lunala to be able to place on there. Um, and then it's uh, and then if you have that one out there and it's taken out a few prizes, and you have a second Lunala set up on the bench, then you can do Wings of the Moon, which costs um, three Psychic, which you're going to have on there already. Yeah. Um, and it does 130 damage, and then you move all the energy from that Pokemon to your benched Pokemon in any way you like. So you can literally just attack with the 130 and um, uh, 
uh, like let's say you know your Lenala, so it has 160 HP. Let's say it's down to 20 or whatever because they've been trying to whittle it down. You just do 130 damage, and all of the psychic energy you can put right back on your next Lunala that's yeah. totally healthy, and you just send that bad boy out there after they take it out, and that's it. That's game. Yeah, no, definitely that that team deck was just something else. It, that it that that's the team deck that I won as well. The um the Puckle TCG team deck tournament that we had. Um and uh yeah, it's just overall a great team deck and well worth your money if you don't have it. Remember, guys, now PTCGO allows you to buy a whole lot of sets now, uh, almost all of them. So if you really want to look back and see good theme deck this is uh, hidden moon is definitely the one to buy um needless to say it's our deck right number one deck uh for uh guardians rising but let us not really forget about sogaleo's um deck because uh which uh steel sun because it's actually not bad at at all either it was this was one set that both theme decks was actually had legit theme decks that you could play so um there you have it. That was Guardians Rising. And from the Guardians that rose, we're going to the shadows that burn with burning shadows. But, uh, Sublime, talk about Rocksteady. They can't all be good. Um, so Rocksteady... <laughs> Other than being a great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character. Sure. Go yeah. ahead. Um, is a fighting and psychic theme deck that focuses on midday Lycanroc. Which is not exciting. Um, <laughs> not that, not this version, at least. No, like you look at the theme deck, and there's nothing that's really great about it. Um, it does have a couple of Pokemon that like can use their attack to draw two cards or draw three cards, which isn't the worst thing. But you'd rather be using other things to let you draw, so you could actually still be attacking. Yeah, because it doesn't do damage and draw a card; it's just draw the card. Yeah, I think mostly Guardians the, Rising is better. No, for sure. The, the shining, uh, the shining stars for this theme deck was being able to get those Brooklet Hill. Um, it does it, have Brooklet Hill, which is pretty great. That is and Acerola. It had Acerola. It had Brooklet Hill. Acerola though, and I don't think that's enough. In the, you know. <laughs> yeah, but at least it brought one of the uh, one that you could easily get. Um, and uh, that's where we also start saw- seeing Wishful Baton, which now it's <laughs> ironically enough, or not ironic, unless uh, as it turns out, now is seeing a lot more play than it did when it came out, because that's that's the nature of the TCG. Sometimes the card comes out and you're like meh, and then it's like looking back with the new stuff there, it's out. It's like oh, now it actually makes sense. So. Overall, it, yeah, this wasn't that big of a shine. Uh, even the Rhyperion, which include the big intimidating Rhyperion, which had the toppling wind ability. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemons during your turn, you may discard the top three cards of your opponent. Really, you're evolving a Rhyhorn all the way to stage two, so you can you can discard three to- three cards from your opponent's deck. Made no sense. So, um, yeah, that that was definitely um, rock steady. It was something. It wasn't the only something. It was something else. And that something else was Luminous Frost. Luminous Frost is where a little piece of me died. Because this was the set that include Baby Alola Ninetales. A card many of you 
out there, along with the GX version of it, know that I hate so, so much. And I can't really describe or put into words the hatred I have for for Alolan Ninetales. Not the actual Pokemon in the game. I love Alolan Ninetales. It's one of my favorite Gen 7. But I hate both TCG cards because they're both so good, yet not good enough sometimes. Um, of course, Alolan, uh, Baby Alolan Ninetales, the non-GX version, this is the one that includes Luminous bri- uh, Barrier, which prevents all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon by your opponent's GX and EX. Uh, basically, an uh, uh, upscale version of Face Safeguard for those who played Suku- uh, Suicune not too long ago. And it's Aurora Beam for a solid 80 for just one uh, water and two colorless. Um... That's a decent card. I mean, Lola 19 was fantastic. But that wasn't the only thing good about this deck either. It included a Lola 9 uh, uh, Sand Slash as well, which, although it hasn't seen much much play, the ability to, which its ability is Slush Rush, you can, once during your turn, before you attack, draw a card, cannot be ignored. I mean, as a card, that al- something that allows you to just draw a card, that's amazing. It's not... Soto Arc GX amazing, but it's pretty good. Um, we also saw um, uh, lost my oh Lana come out. We saw this uh, bring uh, basically that's it. That's all it brought. I thought I had more than that, but that's basically the oh wait no I, there is something else that I'm completely evo- uh, not talking about, and that's a Lolan Volpix. Alolan Vulpix was introduced, and this is, of course, uh, uh, not the Alolan Vulpix that is good for everyone because it's bad. This is the Powder Snow version, not the one that allows you to search two cards in your hand, unfortunately. Which is for no energies, Powder Snow, flip a coin. If it hits your opponent's active Pokemon, is now asleep, and then it has Icy Snow. So this is not the exciting one I thought it was. Um, and th- that's about it, unfortunately, for... Um, for burning shadows out of this two decks, what do you guys think? Sublime. Um, I guess if I had to pick between the two, I'd get Luminous Frost. I agree. Luminous Boss, for me at least, also was the superior one. I mean, Lola Ninetales was great. Basket, I assume you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't play either of them, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, in a vacuum... Sure. <laughs> Every set they have good, better themes, though, and then they go back to being really bad. Yeah, that is true. Now, from the Burning Shadows, we move on to some Crimson Invasions. We have two different ones here. Basket, would you like to tackle Destruction Fan? Uh, Destruction Fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, looking over this deck, it seems like it has a lot of really great draw support that I'm actually jealous of um, <laughs> at like in a theme deck universe or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really have a whole lot that you actually want to Play. pull, yeah. you know, like, so the best, I guess, attacker or the one that can do the most damage would be Hydra, uh, Hydreigon. But mm-hmm. the problem with that um, is that you have to get it out. Right, which, like I said, there's plenty of draw support, so it shouldn't be that hard to actually pull it out. Um, but it's also three energy for its only attack, which is Dark Destruction, which does 120, which will take out a lot of things. But it seems like in this deck, 
if you don't get that hydragon or hydragon like out quickly and start taking out um, the opponent's Pokemon before they can actually get up to their third to their uh, stage two or whatever, um, unless you can do that, then it seems like this kind of starts to fall flat. Um, it has some cool. Um, uh, uh, I guess like ideas or whatever, like mm-hmm. going into it, like cool little things that that some of them can do, like uh, for uh, a dark and a colorless, you can do Fire Fang um, with uh, with your Hound Doom that'll do thirty plus burn them. Um, yeah. Puncturing Fang isn't resisted or isn't affected by resistance, but that's another three energy that you need to put on there. And that only does 90. Um, and then uh, the coolest one I can see um, here is the uh, Salazzle. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to hit on. Yeah. Because it has uh, um, one, it has uh, like I was talking about, it has some good draw support on it. Um, it's just a, uh, both attacks are only one psychic, um, and it says you can search your deck for up to two cards and then put them into your hand and shuffle your deck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty great um, uh, card to have in a theme deck. Like, I would say that's a crazy card to have in a theme deck. However, um, the issue is, is like I said before, you know, with so much great draw support, what are you really trying to draw? What are you looking um, for? Yeah. But its second, um, its second attack, severe poison. Um, your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned. Put four damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon between turns. That's super cool. Um, however, uh, poison is its pretty easy to get rid of. Um, and uh, if you have any sort of, well, you know, not, like not bench as, retrieval. Not as easy in theme decks, though. Well, I mean, I guess. But I can think of a few uh, theme decks that have the ability to pull Pokemon out of the active slot. Oh, you will every just... single deck with retreat costs. And this one does include Switch, but it's, you know, it's just something to put out there. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I would, if I was, if I had to play this deck, I would focus on um, uh, trying to get a Hound a hound Door uh, or Hound Doom ready in the very beginning. Then maybe pulling him back for. Um, uh, a Salazzle to throw on some extra damage until uh, you can get your Hydrogen set up and start doing that 120 attack. Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say. Uh, I don't remember if I if I mentioned it, but the cool thing about the Hydreigon's attack, the 120, um, is that 120 isn't like a super great number. However, um, it allows you to choose, you can discard one energy from your Hydreigon, and um, when you do that, you also can discard an energy from your opponent's Pokemon mm-hmm. as well, the active. So, that's and not cool. to Not to mention its ability, weed out. It's not something to sneeze out either. Once you're, you're doing your turn, you may choose up to three of your bench Pokemon, then discard your other bench Pokemon. Now you might think, why would you want to do that? Well, sometimes you want to get rid of stuff that you are not going to use, and there are just targets in your bench, such as Tapu Leles or something like that. You can just get rid of them uh, and put them on your uh, on your discard pile. That way, you can use this Rescue Stretcher and grab that Tapu Lele back into your hand from the discard pile or back into your deck, whichever you do. So it, it, it wasn't... I agree 100% with, with Baskets. It's like, yes, it had a lot of draw support, and that 
Salasso, so I guess Salasso's seen some play now in some uh, some weird decks, <laughs> which you guys know is when I say weird decks, that's not an insult. Those are my favorite decks. Um, so that that was a great introduction. Um, and the uh, Hydreigon by itself, it's really good. It just sucks that it's a stage two in a theme deck that there's no way of getting this fast third and normal. And once you, the problem is that once you take out Hydreigon off this format into a format that it can evolve quicker, it falls apart because it's just not good enough overall. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of good ideas. Basket nailed it there. It's a lot of good ideas, not just nothing solid. But that wasn't the only one for this set. There was another one, another dragon in the horizon. Sublime, with your sexy voice, tell me about the next dragon so the next dragon was um in clanging thunder and it is starring komo um this is a pretty interesting deck because you've got quite a few different types in it and a lot of them have colorless attack costs Mm -hmm. so the star of the deck komo is a stage two with 160 hp which is quite good and it has one attack that costs two energy, but it can be any type. They're both colorless. And it's 30 plus, and it says if you have fewer Pokemon in play than your opponent, this attack does 90 more damage. So that would be 120 for two energy, which yep. is quite And then if you don't have that, you can do Clanging Scales, which does a consistent 130, but then you take 30 more damage from attacks the next turn. Um... So not a bad star, right? Like, that can do quite a lot of damage for potentially very little energy. It also has Alolan Raichu, which was pretty cool because it had no retreat cost if there was a stadium in play. Mm -hmm. And a lot of theme decks do carry a stadium. Um, And then because they don't have counter stadiums, once the stadium's out, there's very few ways to get rid of them. Um, Yeah, so Alolan Raichu's attack costs uh, any type of energy as well. Um, you have a Soul Rock in there that lets you draw cards, and you have Type Null as a big basic. And just, just, just to make Savillo happy. That's the only reason they put ta- Type Null in this deck, because otherwise it makes no sense. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so uh, not a ton of draw support, so I don't think it's good. But it's I like decks that have multiple types in them mm-hmm. for theme decks that can use any kind of energy. They've done that quite a few times. Yeah. I also, what I like to mention about these theme decks is, uh, as you guys have may already noticed, is that I like to mention those cards. I, the reason what I, what I really love theme decks is because if you're really lucky, it contains really good cards that you really need, and, they're, and thus, because they're in a theme deck, they're easy to acquire. So every time I do buy theme decks, because it, that, like, for example, when we were discussing the other ones, it contained sure acerolas. Like, you can buy a theme deck, and you will sure have an acerola. You will sure have a rescue treasure, a, re- a rescue stretcher. You will sure to have an oranguru. These are cards that you really want, and if you don't watch it to be randomly drawing them on boosters, then theme decks are the way to go. Um, and in this particular case, it has nothing I want. Most of everything that has already, that it brings, it already being out for a while, it, uh, we already have Professor Kukui's, we already have Rescue Stretcher, we already have Timer Balls. It just didn't, we already have even big mas- malasas, mal- malasadas, um, 
it just didn't really bring anything that you would say, yeah, I need this theme deck because I need these cards. It was pretty shallow. Uh, despite having so many cards in the theme deck, because they had a lot of trainer cards, just none of the good ones. Or the good ones you already have because you purchased the previous ones. So it was mm, not a good deck in my in my eyes. Um, in that aspect. Purely that aspect. Um, but that does bring an end to Crimson Invasion, which have to go ahead and ask, which one was the better one in this set? Destruction Fan or Clanging Thunder Sublime? Um, I'm gonna. I think I would link to Clanging Thunder, but neither of these were good. Yeah, I agree. This was the one flop because even in Burning Shadows, we would say, "Hey, at least we got a little nine shells." Uh, but this one really lacked a lot of oomph from both. That what be? What about you, Basket? What do you think? Um, I'd have to agree. Um, <clears throat> uh. Like I said, you know, like the Hydrogen deck, if it had a, I don't know, like they really tried, <laughs> like they really, like, I yeah. feel like they really tried to give you everything you needed. Um, and so if you're a fan of uh, Hydreigon and uh, you want to use that as your theme deck, I'd say that um, there's, I mean, there's so much chance involved in theme decks, period, you know, yeah. that um, uh, this could be somewhat viable if you're going to do some sort of theme deck tournament. Um, but um, I wouldn't expect to win. I would go there playing, you know, your favorite Pokemon or whatever and, and enjoy yourself. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I'd say clinging scales is better. Yep. There we go. Clinging thunder. Or, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we totally got what you said though. So with that, that ends Crimson Invasion, which leads to the most recent set ultra prism well at least the recent set that includes theme decks because <laughs> shining legends came out but that didn't include any theme decks um and ultra prism include one that is dear to my heart even though i am ashamed to say that i've not actually finally built a deck around this despite for the last four episodes i've been gushing of how much i love this dynamic and that is of course max strike and this is the garchomp lucario and Cynthia deck that it's uh people are trying real hard to make work online and for all those people trying to make it work I commend you I would pay of my tax dollars to you to make this work <laughs> to do this research because this is one deck I want to succeed now of course uh this deck is the most recent fab of combining like they used to do back in the day like way back in the day combining the gym leader slash trainers with Pokemon. Now, my boy Garchomp here is a star. Now, despite being a dirty, dirty dragon, which it shouldn't be, it should be a fighting um, hashtag wait, and you'll have what you want. Um, this is a stage 2 150 HP dragon, which is not necessarily good in any aspect. Neither the amount of HP for a stage 2, nor the typing. But I have two attacks and two interesting attacks. The first attack, Quick Dive, it does uh, for two colorless. This attack does 50 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. A really clear, very, very, very consistent sniping ability. 50 damage for the bench is a really good number to be hitting on. 
Um, and then you have its second attack, which is basically the star, Royal Blades. Now, the, why is it called Royal Blades? Because it features everyone's Pokemon Queen. And no, I'm not talking about Fluffiest Winsicott. That, yes, that's the Puckle Queen. I'm talking about Cynthia. For one fighting and two colorless, Royal Blades does 100+. plus. If you played Cynthia, the supporter, from your hand during this turn... This attack does 100 more damage. Yes, for those of you who played throughout uh, the 6th gen um, and remember Primal Groundum, that did basically the same thing. It did uh, 100 damage, but if you had a stadium and played it, 200. This is the same thing, but instead of with stadium, it is with the Cynthia. Now, that by itself is pretty darn good because Cynthia is a pretty darn good supporter. Cynthia, I would expect, some say it's replacing N, which surprises me, uh, I would expect this would um, replace uh, Sycamore, Cynthia is an awesome supporter card, what does it do, none other than shuffle your whole hand to your deck and draw 6 cards, it is basically a Sycamore uh, with 1 card less, but you don't get to discard your hand, which is important for many cards such as Greninja Break, yes I'm bringing Greninja Break into this conversation, and there's nothing Sublime can do to stop me, um, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's important for those type of decks that just really every single almost every single deck in your card is valuable and you really do not want to discard them that quick. So Cynthia is there for you to give give you a brand new refresh with <coughs> only any back back uh bad situation and at the same time powering up your main attacker which which in this case is Garchomp. But that's not where the deck ends. We also have that Lucario. Why is that Lucario important? Well, because it's actually a really good Lucario. Not that Lucario doesn't have a already a history of having good TCG cards. But this one, with its ability, Precognitive pre Aura, once you're in the turn, if you have a Garchomp in play, you may search your deck for a card and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. Not only does that allow you to search any card, it allows you to search those Cynthia's that you actually need to make sure the Garchomp do a hundred more damage. So it's great synergy between all three cards. It makes me fussy and uh, fussy and warm inside because I love when there's this trainer Pokemon synergy in the TCG, and I hope they continue it. And I know they are because uh, we already have heard of um, the legendary Psyguard um, uh, with uh, Bonnie, and that's super awesome. Um, but it also brought a few uh, interesting things here. It brought the Looker uh, supporter card, which have made a lot of noise. This is, of course, the one that allows you to draw three cards from the bottom of your deck instead of your top. Um, but it really hasn't made the splash people thought it may do. So overall, I really love Max Strike. And I really love that people are trying to make take this combination of uh, Lucario, Garchomp, and Cynthia out of the theme deck and trying to make it work as an actual competitive deck. And I know we're close, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get there. We now, should just point out that the fact that they thought it was good enough to be in a theme deck should tell you about, like, its power level. <laughs> and that's it's, all I'm going to say about it. It's not working right now, but the reason, and I'm faithful to this belief, the reason it's not working right now is because we have a dragon Garchomp. What, but we are, spoiler alert, we are going to get a fighting type Garchomp. And that, ladies and gentlemen, it's where it's going to get really awesome with this deck. Because that's where it's get all the support that we already know that fighting has, including strong energy. So that 200 damage becomes 
220 damage with one strong energy and the choice band that's 250 damage every turn you can play Cynthia where we are in a format that have Lucario that can get one Cynthia a turn if you have the Garchomp down and we have Paw Pad which we could return those Cynthias from the Scarpa back into your deck so Lucario can work for them on the next turn consistency ladies and gentlemen it's coming with this deck so do not put this on your off your radar just yet. Once that fighting Garchomp comes in, ladies and gentlemen, Tishiro. what? Tishiro. We're we're talking about theme decks, bro. Sorry, sorry, I got excited. <laughs> I got excited. Too excited. It's okay, it's okay. So we're, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the last theme deck on our list, and the last and the second theme deck for Ultra Prism Basket. Shut me up and take it away. <laughs> Alrighty, so <laughs> this one is called Imperial Command, and um, having not seen it before today, um, it actually it actually doesn't look bad at all. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised. So um, uh, its uh, title Pokemon is uh, Empoleon, and it's a stage two, obviously, with uh, um, and it has 160 HP, which is good for a stage two in a theme deck. Um, and uh, both of its attacks are pretty useful. Um, it has uh, Total Command, which um, costs a Water and a Colorless, and it does 20 times. This attack does 20 damage for each benched Pokemon, both yours and your opponent's, which can hit some pretty high numbers. Um, your opponent can, uh, you know, obviously like mitigate that, but at the same time, in a theme deck, you are in, like in the beginning, you are in very dire straits of the potential for your first Pokemon out there to just get railroaded and just be knocked out really fast. Yeah. So at the beginning, you typically have to put like, um, you know, whatever card you're dealt in the front, that's just going to sponge. And then maybe uh, if you're lucky too, that you're hoping to maybe be able to put out and actually start attack with. So in my personal opinion, you're looking at a, um, at a minimum of three on their side, and if you have this attack, you're trying to fill your bench up as quickly as you possibly can. Um, so you're looking at 160 damage, potentially, um, in most scenarios, I would say. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then um, you also have Whirlpool, which is uh, um, two water energies and a colorless. Um, it does 90 damage, but um, without any other um, uh, issues... Um, it discards an energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. So 90 with energy discard in a theme deck, that's pretty cool. And you don't even have to give anything up for that, except for, the, you know, the three uh, energies. Yeah. Um, and then um, also, uh, one of the things that kind of caught my eye about this is, is a, lot of your, uh, a lot of your Pokemon, there's not a single one here that doesn't add at least a little bit of something. Like the Corsola, which is the weakest one you've got, um, it at least um, has the uh, the attack call for family, so you can search your deck up for two basic Pokemon and put them on your bench and then shuffle. Um, so at least that's decent for setup if it gets thrown in your hand right away. And then <clears throat> um, you also have uh, Obama Snow, um, which can, uh, with its ability, um, when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may attach a water energy from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon, which is pretty handy if something's been knocked out and you need to get that energy out. 
Um, but it also has, and this costs a lot, but it would be something um, that if you had the extra energy, something that I would invest in. Um, it's a one waterless and three colorless. 80 damage and puts the opponent to a sleep, uh, asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, which they can't retreat on, like just by using energies. Um, so it's going to potentially debil- uh, debilitate your opponent even that much more. But not only can you put this put them to sleep that way, but you can also put them to sleep with your mana fee, um, and that's only one water energy, and that attack is um, uh, Water Pulse. It does 20 damage, and your opponent's active Pokemon is now asleep. It also has, the same mana fee also has another attack called Deep Currents, where you shuffle five water energy cards from your discard pile back into your deck. Um... Then you yeah, have. I like, I like the fact that this deck has a lot of um, synergy with the discard pile and energies. Yeah, it really does. Um, it and you have Aquapatch in a theme yeah. deck. Yeah, it has Aquapatch as well. It, I think it only has one, but it does have it, which you know, in a in a clinch, you know, that could be super useful. Um, and uh, let's see here. I think the gem of the deck is the Sand Slash. Yeah. Really. Yes. Well, well, the same size is it the same sound slash that we had in Sun and Moon? Uh, sorry, uh, Guardians Rising. Yes, it's yep. the Slush Rush Sand Slash. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can draw cards every turn. Yeah, it's an ability that lets you draw a card, and there's two of them. So I'm like, that's card support. That's card draw yes. every single turn. Yeah. Yes. That's a winner. Yeah, and then um, I would have, I didn't realize that there were two of them in there. I totally would have brought that up, but I was thinking like, oh, that's kind of cool, but not super awesome if there's only one, but yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, And then um, also uh, the Sand Slash also has 110 HP, which isn't like super awesome, but it has uh, the attack Smash Turn, does 50 damage uh, for um, three energy, and then uh, you switch it with one of your benched. So if it's out there in the active, it could have the... um, uh, the potential to be able to uh, sponge a little bit, and then you can move another one out there. Um, and uh, also, uh, Floatzel is in there as well, and it's not completely useless. Um, uh, you can... Uh, um, it's, it's, it's a good stall Pokemon, basically. Um, if you can get that Floatzel out there, um, for one water energy, you do 30 damage, and then Flip a coin if heads prevent all of, it, of all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon during your opponent's next turn, which yeah. is not bad. No, not at all. So I'd say um, that this deck, uh, as a theme deck, is actually pretty solid. Kind of surprised. <laughs> it is pretty uh, pretty solid. Both of these decks are pretty solid, which leads to the difficult question. Which one is the best Ultra Prism theme deck that could come out? So for that, let's go first to Sublime. Imperial Strike. Or Imperial Command. Um, yeah. All of the cards <laughs> really well. Um, there's a variety of weaknesses, even though they're all water types. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just that card support, the card draw from Alolan Sand Slash in a theme deck is going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. Not to mention that you also have the Aqua Patch, and you also have... Right. Um. Oh my God! 
You can go from zero to a hundred between the Aqua Patch and that Aboma Snow ability. The Aboma Snow, yeah. that was what I was looking yeah. for. Yes, the Aboma Snow is important. Power, so it'll be good to go. So, yep. like that Empoleum. So, yeah, and I would say, um, I would say that uh, uh, Mock Strike, even though it has um, uh, those awesome cards that I would encourage people to play if they're a big fan of Garchomp and. Uh, um, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the Lucario, name. Yeah, thank you, Mario. The fact is, is that you don't need to hit 200. Yeah. In a theme exactly. deck, you know, like yeah, that's an awesome amount, and that's cool if you've got four of them and you're trying to take things out. But um, with a uh, um, in a theme deck, Mock Strike, um, even though it has the ability to you know be a pretty huge powerhouse. Um, You've got two chances to one hit KO. Um, uh, uh, the main starter or whatever in whatever deck you're fighting. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, you're not you're not going to beat the synergy um, in uh, Imperial Command. So. No, no, for sure. So in, in the theme deck, in the theme deck vacuum, I would strongly suggest yes, Imperial Command definitely is the better theme deck. You will definitely, uh, if you are going to a tournament and you need to choose a a theme deck tournament, you need to choose one. I would from these two, I would suggest Imperial Command. Do not sleep on Mark Max Strike, not because itself as a theme deck works, but because people are trying to make that as a competitive deck as well. So, with that being said, that's the end of Topical Beach, which means we're going to go straight to our new segment, Deck of the Episode, where you submit your suggestions for the Deck of the Episode, and we see which one we like best. So, we're going to see you guys on the other side. It is the Deck of the Episode. And we are back, but before, before <coughs> we go back... There's something I have to te- uh, I have to correct some something that needs to be addressed immediately, and that is when we were in our news uh, 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 introduction section. I mentioned while we were talking about Pokemon Conquest, I mentioned Nobunaga, and for whatever reason, the words Chinese culture or history came out of my mouth. And I have to say that I am pretty ashamed of me being such a fan of Japanese culture. That I did that because Nobunaga is directly and sewed into Japanese culture and history. That's, you know, that's where we got Emperor Nobunaga. But for whatever reason, when we were talking about Pokemon Conquest, it, Dynasty Warriors came out. And the, for whatever the reason, the words uh, Nobunaga Dynasty came in my mind. And that's what it shut out. So I'm correcting myself. Pokemon Conquest is about Japanese culture and history. With Pokemon, there we go. It's fixed. I'm sorry, guys. Don't send any e- those angry emails that we were ha- typing. You can stop now. I've corrected the issue. Please. Now, moving on to deck of the episodes, where you submit your deck for contender of deck of the episode, and we start with our boy Coop, who writes in, "Why, hello there, the one and mighty Lord Shira and the puppets he's forcing to dance for his amusement." I tried to look them up, but I guess they were just wasn't important enough to be on the list for some sort. Which brings me to say, I do have a list, just like Dash has, but no one puts their name in there. Do you have a list? I didn't know you had a list. Fair I enough. think, I think maybe maybe I heard about it one time, and then I think maybe I ignored it 
um, because uh, I dance for myself. I dance to the beat of my own drum, I was going to say. Um... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, all up in the main show because, you know, I'm trying to get that 30 points. Uh, <laughs> it's well known, right? It's well documented. Um, so, yeah, I would be happy to put my name on the sheet if I had just known about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, my co-hosts are like beautiful unicorns. They cannot be tamed. Um, with that, <laughs> continue on the email. As always, I will try to keep this short. Now, my goal for this deck wasn't reached. I wanted to make a toolbox, but apparently I don't understand what it takes to make a toolbox. People try to explain it by having an answer to everything, when decks were supposed it was a bunch uh, of one of... When decks were posted, it was um, a bunch of one of that may or may not be good enough for you to do something with. It may just not be my style to the point where I will never get it. In the end, I decided to do a disruption. It's the best route, so I can uh, carve my own path. I know the actual amount of disruption is probably rather mild compared to what it could be, but it seems to be working for the most part for me. Now, before we get into the deck... Um, I want to address what makes a tool toolbox. That's actually a hidden, really good question. So, the way I understand it here, Coop, the way to make a good um, toolbox deck is not necessarily to have an answer for everything. It is to have a way of acquiring the answer that you need at that time. I explained myself. The reason why Water Toolbox became such a big thing is because water contained a lot of decks that allowed you to search for water things. Um, I was thinking, I was trying to think with Basket Supply, maybe you can help us. It was Lord Ball, uh, Net Ball, what was the the, the, the was, water? Um, Lure Ball is OG, like super OG. It wasn't Lure Ball, it was... Um... It was net ball or one of those balls, splash ball, dive yeah, ball. What I think it was dive ball. Yeah, yeah. So dive ball allowed you to search for any water Pokemon. That completely opened the horizon to searching for whatever you needed waterways. And because water had so many things, so many cards that did different things, it allowed it to be able to do a really really good water toolbox so that's basically it 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 is more about the ways you can search for things than than it is to have an answer for everything because it's going to be impossible to have an answer for everything now with that being said moving on to the deck itself this is a classic already this is a Glaceon Sotowark deck. Of course guys as you guys know Glaceon is that uh uh water stage one Evolution, which when you bring it has the ability that if, as long as it's in the active, it will completely negate all GX and EX abilities from your hand, bench, discard power. It's basically a um, Trevenant, but only for GX and GX Pokemon. It's really, really good. And it's already ready, like winning things. Yeah, it's already Did going you up to the, the skets, last yeah. episode of the podcast where Glaceon was the poke of the episode. Yep. No, I have and not I actually. School touch of like, no, it's really good. Yeah, it's not like it's gonna be a successful card. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really but... rising the ranks. It's been a really successful card, and and it's definitely <coughs> one that people need to keep a watch on. And of course, it includes that Sodor GX, which basically has taken over the meta. It's been quite crazy. This is of course the Sodor that has trade. You discard one card from your hand, and you draw two from your uh, deck. 
pretty amazing and also includes Alolan Ninetales as a nice little bonus if you really want to annoy your uh, your opponent that much more. Um, it really targets, as Scoop has can s- showed us here, really targets GX and EX play. So that's that's going to be pretty hard. Now, basic items. And two enhanced hammer, two field blowers, two rescue stretcher. Now, this is where the disruption part, he says, comes in, at least when it comes to energies. Uh, includes four puzzle of times, four ultra balls, two Guzmas, two Bridgets. Two Malos, which we know why Malo is there. Malo, of course, allows you to search for two cards in your deck and put them... Three cards, is it? It's a square. It's a, I think it's two cards. And allows you to put them in any uh, any uh, order on top of your deck. And then with your Soto Arc, you can just grab what you need. Uh, you have four Sycamores, four Ants, and four Floatstones. Finishing off with the energy count of four Double Colors Energies and seven energy cards. Sublime! Give me your two cents on Coop's... Deck. Solid deck. I it would is. drop one of the regular Zoroark. Because you're okay. doing a 3-4 line. You have three Zoroark, then two regular Zoroark, two Zoroark GX. I would cut one of the regular Zoroark out, and if you wanted to make this more toolboxy, I would add a Manaphy. Yeah. No, he, he, he gave up on the toolbox. So he's now he's going for disruption full on. Water types and Pokemon that don't need any specific type of energy. So I still feel like Manaphy is worth considering. You have a point there, yeah. Yeah, could you, you can do some great... Uh, you mean Manaphy EX, right? Yes. The yes. one that gives you free retreat costs. Free retreat, as long as you have a water energy? Yes, I can definitely exactly. see this here. Yes. And then also, yes. I mean, I don't... I think that Disruption and Toolbox could marry themselves pretty well. Maybe look if you can fit in a Glaceon EX as well. Mm, for the evolution? No, wait, not the evolution. Sorry, what it's was like, the? It's the um, yeah, Glaceon EX. It has that really great attack. Oh, for uh, yeah, uh, protection from evolutions. Is Fate's Collide still in rotation? I think it is. Yeah, 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 it is. It's the protection from evolutions, right? If you, yeah, uh, it hits for seventy. And I would actually yeah. maybe suggest that over the Alolan Ninetales. Um, would you? I might because like. What's the Alolan Ninetales doing besides, like, it blocks attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, protects you from GX and GX EX attacks, yeah. But it's it doesn't stall. do a lot of damage. They're going to move it out of the way if they want to get rid of it. True, but that's right? where the disruption part comes in. I still feel like it's taking up a lot of spaces because it's a 2-2 line for a not super compelling effect. Hmm. I would... Itself. Yeah, I, w- I would agree, yeah, I would agree with Sublime because um, uh, the fact is is that um, it's not like it's not like this is a, this deck has one specific weakness. Like your Zoroarks are weak to fighting. Your Glaceon is weak to um, uh, steel. Your uh, Tapu Lele is weak to psychic, I think, or whatever. Weak to nothing. Weak to yeah. nothing. That's right. Tapu's That's right. Yeah. Doesn't have a weakness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I don't think that it would um, really hurt to switch D'Lone and Ninetales out. Um, and also, um, I would say that um, it does it does feel like a disruption deck. However, um, <clears throat> I think that um, I think to make it more of a disruption deck, or uh, sorry, uh, a disruption deck. Um, 
I might take out like, um, I don't know, like, well, what are the four float stones? For? I was thinking the same thing right now. The four and then, float stones confuse me. And then, and then also, and then also the four Professor Sigmars and four ends. To me, I don't know if that's become a staple in the last like few months, but to me that seems a little. Like, no, it hasn't. Much. No, it actually has um, increased. Um, but that's not to say that this is wrong, uh, of course, because not because if your deck merits the four sycamores and more and four n, then by all means play that. The four floatstone though does confuse me. I don't know why you would you need so many floatstones. Um, yeah, and also, um, uh, so I there was a time when um, when I would run four sycamores and four ends, and the reason why I did it personally was because. Um, I was trying too hard to have every situation that I would possibly get into covered, you know? Yeah. Whereas, okay, well, I have the, this Pokemon in my hand that I still want to keep, but uh, I got to throw it out. I got to, like, if, if I don't have um, enough ends, then I'll have to just throw it out instead of uh, reshuffle it in my deck. Or, you know, uh, vice versa. If I have too many ends and I can't get these cards out of my hand, you know, then like what the heck am I going to do? Like I need better draw right now, you know? Yeah. This um, is where I would say maybe so, drop some of those Sycamores and add some Cynthia's. I would personally, um, I would drop the ends and that's because he already has two rescue stretchers, um, which to me seems like more than enough. So um, like more than enough. Also be disruption. Yeah, remember we need to disrupt though, so N will be disrupting his hand, the opponent's hand. Correct. Um, but I, I would drop the sycamores. Is what I would drop for Cynthia's. I would cut one of each. Yeah, that, that is true. Overall, yeah, the, yeah that's 100%. what I would suggest. Cut a Professor Sycamore and N. Um, I would say probably two floatstones, maybe because like floatstone is a useful tool, like for sure, but at the same time, um. I don't, I don't super see other than the Zoroarks. I don't super see a reason to have those float stones in there. Yeah, I um, mean, it's because mostly because we. I don't see a reason why would you would be switching all that much. Even under Guzma, you still have those Guzmas where you can fix anything that needs to be fixed. And remember, um, these Pokemon are not heavily in the retreat, retreat, um, retreating site either. So I think just four float stone is overdoing it a bit. Yeah. What I would suggest, if you really want more tools, um, I would suggest if this is a disruption deck, add some. Um, although you barely have any basics here, never mind. I would say bursting balloons just to make your opponent not want to attack you. But they're all evolutions, and you can't do that, right? Am I am I mistaken here, or does bursting balloon work on evolutions as well? Bursting Balloon should work on anything. On anything? Okay, yeah. I, I was mixing in my yeah, mind. So, yeah, adding some Bursting <clears throat> Balloons here then, for sure, so your opponent thinks twice about attacking you, that sounds like a good idea. If you're aiming for disruption, that's one way to disrupt your opponent. Yeah, um, and I would I would suggest also, um, uh, and this is, my, this is my personal preference, I don't know what you guys do, um, but I don't ever run anything less than, like, three Guzma. Yeah. So I would I would add a Guzma, take out the Professor Sick or take out one Professor Sycamore, one N, 
I would take out two flow stones and then I would replace those with more disruption as in enhanced hammer or um, uh, is, is the regular hammer still in, uh, in play? Yeah. Crushing hammer. Yes. Crushing hammer, yeah. yeah. So I would, I would take those out and I would add um, uh, either a couple more uh, like, like two crushing hammers is what I would do just because enhanced hammer, it has to be um, a special, uh, um, energy. A special yeah. energy and there are prevalence uh, in special energy um, in a lot of decks, like uh, the uh, um, what is it? Is it uh, the the rainbow energy and then also um, uh, double colorless? Yeah. Um, so, however, um, in a disruption deck, primarily like enhanced hammers and crushing hammers are going to be extremely, extremely helpful for you. Yeah. Um, nobody likes that coin flip, but as far as I'm concerned, the only card that like is good that has coin flip is crushing hammer. Yeah. Um, so I would put two of those in, take out those cards I talked about. Um, also I have never been a fan of puzzle of time. Um, puzzle but, of time, this, no, but this puzzle, is personal preference. Like, no, no, and puzzle of time has come back. There's a reason why it's come it back. It made a resurgence after mm-hmm. we lost VS Seeker. After no, not only that, because with the introduction of Sotowark, because before it's like two, you rescue people will play Puzzle of Time just because they wanted two Puzzle of Time so they can recover whatever they need from the discard pile because that's what Puzzle of Time does. But the fact why it made such a big comeback right now is because the the having just one Puzzle of Time, which allows you to grab the three top three de- uh, cards from your deck so you can arrange them any way you want and put them back, is because they make great synergy with Sotowark. That's that makes a lot of sense as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's made this big comeback puzzle of time because now with Sotoar GX and specifically that one, it's like now. No, before it was like you only want to play puzzle of time for the recovering of the discard, but now you actually have a reason to play just one puzzle of time if you have it because you have Sotoar. So that's why it's come back. All right. So ignore my puzzle of time uh, comment, but um, uh, I definitely would. Um, try to throw in a couple crushing hammers and then oh, also right, maybe yeah. maybe an extra field blower as well um, because you're taking out the... Or... No, I wouldn't say one more. I mean, I'd say it's two field blowers seems enough. Nowadays, okay. at least. Well, personally, I would say for a disruption deck, I would be looking at three field blowers, two enhanced hammers, two uh, crushing hammers, and then... Um, uh, and I think you can do that... Um, uh, by taking out the one sycamore, one and two floatstones, yeah. Um, and uh, um, I don't know, maybe maybe looking again at a at a at a couple of these. Um, but overall, though, like you, you have a solid solid idea for your deck, and yeah. um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. It really is. Now let's move on to the second one, Sublime. Take it away. All right. So. Oh, wait, wait, no, before we go, I'm so sorry. Koopsimo's not done. After the deck, it says some notes. So maybe it corroborates what we've just been talking to. Uh, talking about some notes are what I was running 322 Ninetales, but Ninetales GX was just performing so poorly for me, it ended up as an Ultra Ball Sorak Father. The. The few games I had it out on on the field, all I wanted to do with this is just just take one hit. This felt really bad to play and eventually was cut. Malo is something I am now putting in every deck I have Sotorak. Yeah, you need to because that's the perfect marriage right there. 
uh, as, uh, as it's, uh, oh, you need two cards right now to win. There you go. Puzzle of Time is pretty much Gallade without running Gallade. That is true. Uh, so that works out in my favor as well. The one the one thing I have tried to fit in was Special Energy Retrieval, as everything uses double colorless energies and might be worth squeezing it in somewhere. The deck is pretty tight of, on space, and with a quant of twenty months under twenty months, uh, I for the first time felt Rescue Stretcher was needed. P.S. The CGI does not belong in this deck ever. Breathes heavily. Take care, Coop. There you go. So that confirms a few things that we were talking about, about the, the reason why um, uh, Puzzle of Time and uh, Malo was there, uh, and explains why the lack of Ninetale GX. But honestly, as you heard, Coop, in our brief uh, breakdown of your deck, we never mentioned Ninetale's GX. So you're completely right. It really doesn't make any sense in this deck. Um, so you're fine with not playing it. Um there, there we go. So that's the end of Coop's email. Now, uh, Sublime, take over with uh, the Relievee. What's up, Pico? Uh, Pico. What's up, <laughs> TCG crew? The Real EV here. I got a deck for the deck of the episode, and I've got a question or two. First off, this is something I've said uh, quite a bit on the TCG cast, but since we were talking about it last episode... I might as well talk about it now. With the last update and them making everything more available to its players online, what do you think we'll uh, see in future updates? Really, I'm hoping for a draft or a way to start playing pre-releases online. A lot of us don't have a way to go to pre-releases, even though I've been pretty good with my Pokemon League around where I live. They don't really have access to pre-releases. The closest one for me is like three hours away. Oh, wow. I would really like to be in a pre-release. Well, this is it for my question. Now let's move on to... My deck for deck of the episode. It's a Marshadow Toolbox deck. I think it plays very well. So he's got two Clefairy from the Evolution set. Yeah, this two is the one that has Metronome that can yes. use your... Uh, uh, for three colorless, can use any of your opponent's uh, attack. Active Pokemon's attack. It's got two Buzzwall GX, four Marshadow, uh, Tapu Koko... I think that's the promo that attacks everything for 20 on the opponent's Yep, side. it has free retreat cost. Yep, that's yeah. the one. Mewtwo from Evolutions and Tapu Lele uh, GX. Yep. Uh, I played against this deck. It was interesting. I also lost to this deck. However, oh. might I add it was because everything was prized I, or something like that. Uh, I was Are just you playing Greninja. Were you playing Greninja? No, he I was, was playing, playing something Greninja. else. No, I was not <laughs> playing Greninja. Unfortunately, I was playing something else, and everything was prized. I can't remember what it was, and I got really beaten up by this deck. So it can't surprise you. Anyway, continue on. Sublime. I'm sorry. Uh, so we've got two Brooklyn Hill, two Rescue Stretcher, two Lily. Drop those. Four and three <laughs> Sophocles. Drop those. Uh, a Pal Pad, two Switch, three Sycamores, four Ultra Balls, two Brigettis, two Guzmas, three Brick. Fighting Fury Belts, two Kakuis, two Field Blowers, and three Energy Lotto. I would drop those as well. Um, four Energy, you've got four Strong Energy, three Double Colorless, and five Regular Fighting. Yeah. So the basic premise of the stack is hit you hard with Buswold, have more Shadow there to just grab anything that is in this card pile that he can use as an attack from basic, including boss waltz. Um, it's a pretty decent deck. Uh, Basket, do you have any in, uh, any uh, ideas? Um, 
So in my personal opinion, um, uh, I think Marshadow's, I think Marshadow's a great card. Um, but I don't think that, and again, this is like, I just said, this is my personal opinion. Um, uh, I don't think Marshadow is really that great of a card. I think, I think it's a great, uh, um, uh, what is it? It, uh, Like, Hmm, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the term here. Tech? Um, Good tech? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great tech. Um, so I think the, the four, uh, of them is a lot. Um, but I understand that that's the idea of this of this deck is the Marshadow um, toolbox. However, yeah. I feel like Marshadow doesn't have a lot of uh, things to super work with here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like the the cards that are in this deck um, uh, can't use Marshadow to its uh, best potential. Personally, what about you, Sublime? I see what you're saying. Here's going to be my suggestion because I believe that Marshadow can shine. Here's what we're going to do: we're going to cut everything but the Marshadow and then make it Night March, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then throw it into the expanded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's horrible. That's, that's legit. Good tip, though. <laughs> you want to see about Marshadow? Marshadow, I have a solution. Uh, play Mar- yeah. Night March. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was that was harsher. <laughs> that was harsher than what I would have said. But yeah, like, I mean, um, uh, yeah, so, no, it's yeah, legit. and it takes people experimenting to figure out what we're gonna make Marshadow shine with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, in standard at least, yes. Yeah, and uh, um, I like the idea of um having uh Tepacoco with Marshadow because, um. Uh, like in, in in a deck where Mark Shadow is, um, you know the uh, the main Pokemon that you're going to be using, um, just because of the fact that um, a lot of times you might not be able to get the Pokemon in your discard that you actually need to hit the numbers on the Pokemon that's across. So having Tapu Koko there to uh, kind of whittle it down, um, I think is uh, um, uh, a pretty cool um, idea. Yeah. Um, However, um, there's only there's only one in there, which yeah. wouldn't normally be a problem. But um, uh, it seems like you're so. In my mind, if you have a Marshadow uh, toolbox deck and you have one of a specific card, you're look you're probably looking to try and discard that so that Marshadow can be used for that attack. Well, I'm pretty sure that Tapu Koko there is not for its attack in entirely more for its free retreat cost seems to be like the overall use that Tapu Koko has been using is because hey it's a free retreat cost basic with a decent attack if you need to use it at any point so I think that's what he's going for but I do understand what you mean that he might want to use that Marshall but for right but yeah but but like so the the part from my point right is if you if you have Tapu Koko because you want free retreat right Mm -hmm. like if that's his reasoning um, because he's, he, you know, he's not here. He can't tell us. But if his reasoning to have Tapu <laughs> yeah. uh, Koko there is for free retreat, then um, uh, he has to be out there. Yeah. He can't be in the discard, and you have no, uh, you have no floatstone. 
So what if your Tapu Koko is prized? Yeah. If you're doing that and you're using it specifically for retreat, um, then uh, I would have two in there at the very least or uh, take them out for float stones, you know, because I, I other other than his attack, which is, you know, damaging the bench, I can't think of a reason to have him if you only have one in your deck. Fair enough. Now, with that being said, that's the end. We need to choose now which one we enjoyed most. Was it Coop's uh, Glaceon Sotowark deck that is made for disruption? Or the Really V's deck that is uh, a little bit more martial or a little less disruption, but a little bit more of everything that you might need at the time? Um, so, Blime, let's start with you. Which one? Which deck did you enjoy the best, more? Um... Hmm, I'm gonna go with Glaceon because it's fresh, just like the fresh snow Pokemon. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Oh, what about you, Basket? Um, hmm. I'm gonna go uh, with uh, the real EVs because I like Marshadow, I think it has a lot of potential. And um, I like uh, the different way that he's put these things together. Um, and uh, I think um, I think he's probably having a lot of fun playing this deck. And in my opinion, that's what I'm all about. So I think I like this one. Fair enough. Now, so that means that I am the tiebreaker, ladies and gentlemen. And I have to go. Drum roll, please. That was a really bad drum roll. But my, I will have to go with Glaceon this time around. Um, be, the reason why, even though I'm kind of sick of Sword Arc, it's because I like the idea of having Glaceon and Ninetales in a Disruption deck. I like the idea of being able to not only make sure that your opponent doesn't attack because I'm discarding your energies, combined with the fact that you can't attack me because you can't attack me. I have Glaceon blocking your abilities and I have uh, Lola Ninetales blocking your GX and, and EX attacks from it. So I enjoy, I enjoy that combination. So Goop, there you have it. You won deck of the episode. Uh, there's no batch, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. But you do get your deck to be shown at the Reddit by the Really V. I might say he will add your deck into the Hall of Fame of deck of the episode. So congratulations. Now with Maybe that, with a little salt. <laughs> a little salt from Basket. Now, with that being said, we're going to move on to the last section. Everyone's favorite, Who's That Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions, where I will try to stump our host into guessing the Pokemon that we're thinking of. We'll be right back. Who's That Pokemon? And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, to the last part of our podcast. That's everyone's favorite Pokemon 15 questions, where you try to stump our... Well... Actually, where me try to stump our co-host. Now, I have a Pokemon here. You guys know the rules. No Pokedexes, no web browsers, lower those web browsers. Nothing, no questions related to Pokemon numbers or outside the lore itself. That means no questions about versions, generations, and so forth. Um, it has to be all related to the Pokemon or the regions, um, regardless of the version of the game. So with that being said, the orders will be Sublime first, Basket second, they will go back to Sublime. You have 50 questions uh, to guess which Pokemon I'm thinking about, and that starts right now. So let me just start off with how I usually start this. Sublime, who's that Pokemon? Alright, is this Pokemon part of an evolution line? It is indeed. Basket. 
would this be considered a, uh, um, or is its final evolution, would it be considered in the TCG a stage one or a stage two? It's That's a yes or no question. Oh, sorry. Um, would it be, like, is its final evolution a stage one? No. Go for survive. It has to have a stage two if it's part of an evolution line. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is this the? Is this Pokemon completely unevolved? Nope. So it's basket. the final form. It's a stage two. Yeah. So it has to be the final form. Okay. Um, was this Pokemon available to be caught in Gen Four? That's that's one of the questions I can't answer. Oh. No no generation questions. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's regions is the best I can give you. Okay. So, All right. Was it able to be caught in the Hoenn region? Okay. Uh that'll be a yes. Okay. All right. And is it sorry, is that is <laughs> uh, I need a qualifier here. Um is that including um the remake? That's uh, that's why I don't because that's the questions that I can't. Okay. So the okay. reason why I don't accept versions is because that should include like Alpha Sapphire Omega. Yeah, so it's to make it a little bit more challenging. That's why I take out right. those type of questions. It's like it, yeah, it's available in Hoenn. It could be Hoenn pre remake. It could be Hoenn post remake. Okay. We don't know. Oh, uh, we do know, but I, that's a question. If I would tell you, that will completely give you too much information. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Does this Pokemon have two types? Yes, it does. Go for basket. One question seven now, by the way. Is one of this uh, these types flying? No. Go for sublime. All right. Does okay. Does this Pokemon have any immunities based on its typing? Bear with me here for a second. It does not. Okay, so that eliminates a lot of things. That eliminates ground, fairy, um, ghost, normal. Um, what else has immunity? Dark, steel, flying. I think that's all of the types with immunities. Go for basket. Okay. Um... Is one of its type fire? It is not. So that's question 10 now, Sublime. Right, we're getting down to the wire. Um, is this Pokemon... Weak to... No, that no. Is this Pokemon resistant to water? Interesting question, and that'll be a no. Go for basket. Mm-hmm. That eliminates water, grass, um, dragon. No ice. Ice only resists ice because it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought it resists water. No, ice is like the worst type defensively in the entire game. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, man. Let's see. 
What could it be? Um, what were the one? What were the types that we ruled out? Sublime types that have been ruled out so far: flying, ground fairy, ghost, normal, dark, steel, fire, water, grass, dragon. So what do we have left then? Um, bug, electric, psychic, poison. Um. Um. Rock. Um. Fighting. We need a question. Hmm. And um, uh, Sublime, we we already figured out that it wasn't weak to uh, water, right? It's or not what? resistant to it's water. Not resistant. Okay. Um. However, oh. we've already eliminated fire and ground. And the only other type weak to water is rock. So I would see if there was a better question to ask right. that could eliminate multiple types at once. Right. Sorry, will you repeat? Weak to gra- okay, so here's the types I could think of off the top of my head mm-hmm. that haven't been listed yet or that haven't been eliminated. Potentially uh, bug, electric, psychic, poison, rock, and fighting. I'm probably missing something. Hmm. Okay, so what's the question? Okay, is it is it is it weak? Is it weak to flying? Yes. Weak to flying. Okay. So, right, so we... things that are weak to flying that are stage twos, um bugs. Um fighting types. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Bob, I mean, grass types, number but I 13. think we eliminated grass types. I don't, oh, we're not going to get it in 15. Darn it. Um, wait. Wait a minute. No, okay. So I was thinking it might be like a bug flying type, but we the first question like, oops, that we asked was that it's not a flying type. Correct, yeah. So it can't be a flying mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so let's think about stage twos that could be weak to flying. They'd have to be either part bug fighting or grass. Right. Um, and grass is resistant to water, so it can't right. be grass. Probably not grass. So that leaves bug and fighting types. Now, there aren't that many stage two fighting types. Um, there's not that many. Well, there's a lot of stage two bug types, but not a lot of stage two bug types that are... That are not part flying. flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if we like actually start listing them out, a lot of the fighting types that are stage two also happen to be fire, a part fire or part grass, right? Because you right. have like all those damn starters, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it's also not resistant to water, which eliminates polyrath. Correct. So there are not that many flying types or fighting types that are stage two left. The ones I can think of are Gallade. Machamp, um, what's the final evolution of Timber? Conkelder, that's its name. <sighs> okay, then... so the things I can think of, think of off the top of my head, that it possibly could be. Um, I'm thinking uh, Beedrill. Uh, Dust Talks. Um, yeah, Beedrill, Dustox. Uh, uh, I I don't know if Levani is that 
I, like I, I can't Lee remember. Theory I, would be part grass and therefore resist water. Right. Okay. However, um, Bug Poison, the counterpart to Levani, which is one of my favorite Pokemon, Scolipede. Scolipede, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the question, guys. Question number 13, Sublime. Uh, v- Vika Volt's also an option Vika as well. Vika Volt is a possibility. That is true. <clears throat> um, all right. I feel like there's. it's kind of between maybe a bug type or a fighting type, so why don't we shoot one of those out and then kind of base our last two questions on eliminating the other possibilities of the remaining type. Okay, I think I think I already asked did, uh, did I already ask if it was weak to fire? No, you asked if it was weak to flying. Okay, is that correct? Chishiro? And it was weak to it fly. It was not resistant to uh, it was not weak to flying. Oh uh, wait, wait. No, that you was said it was. No, I... no, 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 no. The question was was it flying or whether or not it was resistant to water? There yeah. was never a question about whether or not it was weak to flying. There was a question. He So I asked if it was resistant to water, and you said it was not. Yeah. He asked if it was weak to flying, and you said yes. Oh, then yes, it is weak to flying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so in my, in my mind, um, we have, like, three good contenders in the, in the bug category. Let's try and knock out uh, the bug category. Let's just ask if it's a bug type. Okay. Oh, Sublime. It's your turn, Sublime. All right. Is one of the types of this Pokemon bug? It is. Go okay. Ask it 14. Remember, number 15 needs to be that Pokemon. And okay. It, so so is, it, is that this question right now? No. You have it one more question one. before you have to guess. Okay. So what we've got so far. Beedrill, Dustox, Scolipede, Vikavolt. Um. So we need to design what a question. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, okay. Beedrill and Dustox, they're both bug and poison, right? Beedrill, Dustox, and Scolopede are all bug poison. Vikavolt is... Okay, so then so um, then, um, we, can, we can go for a Hail Mary here. We can ask if it's weak to ground. But the problem with that is none of those are weak to ground because bug resists ground. Oh what? Oh man, I, I don't. Okay, in my entire uh, Pokemon career, I have not even like realized that. Yeah. So instead, okay. We ask. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It is weak to flying, right? That scratches off Vikavolt automatically because Vikavolt is neutral because Electric resists flying. Mm-hmm. So that scratches off one of our possibilities. So we right. have okay. to go to Beedrill, Dustox, and Scolipede. Okay, but we also we also cannot forget uh, um, the the fighting types either. Um, the only fighting type that was left, I realized, uh, was Gallade because Machamp and Conkeldur are monotype, and it's a stage. Well, two. you guys specifically just ask whether or not it was a dog. Well, also, we bug said type. It was a bug type. Yeah. <laughs> so fighting is off the plate altogether. Okay. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Unless right. it's Heracross, which you guys know is not a stage down. two. Okay, we're we're gonna do. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna do uh, my signature move here, um, and <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask: um, Does this Pokemon have the color purple in it? Um. Yes. 
Okay, all right. So it's between Dustox and Scolipede. Yes. Okay, so... Um, okay, so... To the best of my knowledge, Scolipede cannot be acquired in Hoenn. So I'm inclined to lean with Dustox. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you could get Scolipede somehow in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, but I know for sure you can oh, get man. a Dustox. <laughs> oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like that is the better choice of the Gonna two. need an answer, so bye. Who's that Pokemon? I, I also feel like who the hell would choose Dustox? But that's exactly why he would. You're right. Maybe. <laughs> I want it to be Scolipede because Scolipede is a really cool Pokemon. Like, its design is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But why don't we go with Dustox? What do you think? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do Dustox. All right. Is this Pokemon Dustox? Ladies and gentlemen, you were right. It is Dustox. <laughs> <laughs> That was great, guys. Well, the hell just, there, y'all. <laughs> by the by, the inch you got that, guys. That was great, absolutely great. Uh, so you won. Congratulations, you guessed it. Now, with that, marks the end of the episode. Unfortunately, so as always, if you like what you hear, please. There's many ways you can follow us. Follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Follow us at Facebook at facebookcom Podcast or forward slash. Um, Puckle TCG for our Facebook group. You have the Reddit R slash Puckle as well uh, as our Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, and make sure you review us on iTunes. Every single review helps us be able to reach out to more potential Puckleonians in the making. Now, if you have the money, please go ahead and join us in Patreon. Become a patron. We have special uh, gifts and special rewards for those of you who do. And of course, as you guys know, every single cent that comes from uh, Patreon goes directly back into community. That's how we buy your rewards, how the, we do PuckleCon. It's how we got everything that you guys enjoy from us. And last but certainly not least, join us in our discussion at our Discord. 24 hours a day, people are talking about Pokemon there. You can join us, talk about, chat. It's a lot of fun. As always, our description line will include the link to Discord, so you can go ahead and join us whenever you guys feel ready. Well, that marks the end of the episode, unfortunately. But as always, thank you so much, Sublime, for being here today. It's always a pleasure. Always. And Basket, good to have you back, man. Yo, I missed it. I love you guys. I love you, Puckle. Have a great day. Indeed. So with that, you can already hear the guitar playing in the background because it's closing time. So remember to register the tournament and see you guys on the flip-flop. Adios.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.